Hi, this is Pastor Ben Fagelin from Bright Church. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. I hope this message inspires you, deepens your relationship with God, and that you're encouraged in your faith. We hope to see you soon at Bright. I hope that you did have a good Christmas yesterday. Who had a great Christmas yesterday? Yeah? It's awesome. I hope that you uh, enjoyed it. It's kind of a special couple of days. And as uh, everyone would know, even here today, uh, you know, it's, it's Boxing Day. And, you know, I was thinking about um, what kind of message I was going to preach uh, at Boxing Day because I only get this opportunity once every seven years, right? So I'm thinking, well, I, I, I'm going to preach a message and somehow incorporate Boxing Day into it, thinking about it. And so I came up with this great message and it was biblical, but I realized that I didn't really understand anything about Boxing Day <laughs> and, and that the message was great. It just had nothing to do with Boxing Day, right? And, and so I started to think, well, yeah, what, what is Boxing Day really all about? And uh, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know what Boxing Day is about. And I feel like if I was to ask some people here today, hey, what is Boxing Day about? Uh, we're going to have a, a, a all kinds of, oh, Buckleys. Oh, wow. Great to have you guys here this morning. Um, I was thinking, you know, Boxing Day, uh, what, you know, what, what really is it, is it all about? I, I don't know. Like, how... <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest, right? Can I be transparent here this morning? Is that okay? I had a, well, you didn't really answer, but I'm going to do it anyway. And, and so, uh, look, I thought, I thought Boxing Day had something to do with boxes. And, and I thought, well, maybe it's like in, with, with, in Christmas, you get something that you don't want, and then you can, you, you, you box it up and you take it back, right? Anybody think that? Okay. Oh, a couple of honest people. Well, thank God that you didn't leave me out here just, you know, standing on my own. And so I thought maybe that's what, maybe that's what you know, Boxing Day is about. And then I had another thought. I thought maybe Boxing Day, and I remember thinking this for, for a while, Boxing Day is actually about boxing. And I thought maybe it was like, you know, like years ago, like before my time, there was some kind of boxing thing that happened. It was, it was about boxing, right? Like the ancient tradition of boxing after Christmas, you know? And, and I thought maybe that's what Boxing Day is all about. Do you know what Boxing Day is about? There's a whole heap of answers in here today, right? If I asked somebody would say, what is Boxing Day about? They would say it's about test cricket. That's what it's about. It's, it's, all, it's all about that. Some people would say, hey, what's Boxing Day about? Sales. It's about sales. It's about going to the shops. It's about getting a deal. Is that what Boxing Day is about? Do you even, some people know. As I'm going, I'm just ruling out things that it's not, right? Some of you are like, some of you are dishonest, by the way. You're not even putting your hand up when you, I thought that's what it was, but it's not, right? Boxing Day actually dates back. It's a European tradition where the day after Christmas, they would give gifts to servants who served families or people that were in the service industry. And because they had to work on Christmas Day, they would give them a little box, like maybe a plate of food that they could take back to their families. And this tradition dates all the way back to like the Middle Ages. Did you know that? No, that's right. Here you are being celebrating Boxing Day. No idea what it's about. We just missed the point. Here's the most amazing thing. When we think about Boxing Day, a lot of people are thinking, I'm going to get myself a deal today at the shops. Here's what's ironic about that. The holiday was actually invented for you to give gifts to other people. <laughs> 
And we've just made that whole thing about us. It's about our deal. It's about what I can get. Do you kind of feel like we've just missed the point? Kind of missed the entire point of, of, of Boxing Day altogether. We have a habit of missing the point when we become focused on ourselves. We have a habit of missing the point when we become focused on ourselves. And especially at Christmas time, it's very easy to become quite self-focused. Like when I go into the shops, like honestly, I just want to get in, especially at Christmas time. I want to get what I need and I want to get out. And no, I do not want to put solar panels on my roof. I'm not interested in it. And no, I do not want my roof to be resprayed. I don't know what is it about roofs at Christmas. Maybe Santa and the reindeers are just messing it all up. And they're thinking, you're probably going to need that fixed after he comes by, right? I don't want panels. I don't want a roof respray. I don't want any of that, right? I just want to get in and get what I need, right? But the more I found this, the more focused I am on me, the more I miss the big picture the more I miss what's happening around me. And I've discovered it to be true in life that it's good every now and then to lift up your eyes and to look what's happening around you more than just being focused on what's happening in your life. It's something that's important that we need to do. I remember years ago, you know, I was um, in the car park and I was kind of, it was busy. Again, I was just thinking, what do I need to do today? And I looked in the mirror and I put the car in reverse and I reversed straight out to turn and I scraped the car on a concrete pillar that was directly next to my car. The sound of car and concrete is not a sound I ever wish to hear again, you know? And then you have to drive forwards, you know, and all over again. And the thing is, is that the pillar was so big, I had to get past it to get to my car in the first place. It's not like I didn't know it was there. I knew it was there. How did I miss something that was so big and should have been so obvious to me? And the answer is, I was just looking in the wrong place. I was looking in one mirror when I should have been looking in the other. And oftentimes we can miss what should be big or obvious when we're just staring in the wrong place. This is so easy. This is so easy. It happens to us all the time. It happens to millions of people at Christmas and Boxing Day. Pe millions of people are missing the point and the big picture. And I don't need to really labor on this to this group of people this morning, or maybe even if you're watching online, I don't need to labor on this. But you know that Christmas, it's not about Christmas trees and candy canes and big events and all the stuff that needs to happen. But I bet it pulled your focus yesterday. I bet that you were just totally drawn into those things, right? It's easy to miss the point. It's easy to focus on the wrong things in the season. And, and you know, Christmas, for us, I realize Christmas Day was yesterday, but Christmas isn't something that we just celebrate once. You know, like we are Christian people. We celebrate Christmas every day. We celebrate Christmas every week in church. We talk about it all the time. We just call it the gospel. Because that's really what Christmas is, right? It's really just the gospel. And we love that message. 
What is it? What's, what, what should be our focus, right? Well, well that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Loved it in its fallen state, its broken state. He loved it so much that He gave it His only Son. And even though that should be so obvious, right? And, and it is in, in many ways. The first century religious people missed it. They missed it altogether. And the reason that they missed it is that God was doing something that they didn't expect. And that's how we miss God too. We're looking in one mirror while He's moving in another. We're focused on one point, but He's moving in another space. I've discovered it to be true that God does things differently to how we think all the time. And the first century religious people, this is the most amazing thing about the whole thing, is that they should have known better than anyone exactly what God was doing. They studied the Hebrew Bible. I mean, they knew the Scriptures. They could recite them. They memorized it. They knew the Messiah was coming. And even though they had all the information and all the scriptures, there he is, actually shows up and they missed it completely. How can they miss it completely? Well, don't judge them because we too have a way of missing what God is doing and often for the same reason. And I'll tell you why. It's because we don't think like God thinks. And he doesn't think like we think. He's thinking different and it's a little unexpected. And God once spoke to a man named Isaiah who was trying to figure out the same thing. And he said this to him in Isaiah 55 verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts and neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. In other words, he's not taking our counsel on things. And I really wish he would. Because if he took my counsel, let me tell you, I'd be fixing things up all over the place. If God took my counsel, right, your problems would be solved. My problems would be solved. You know, oftentimes we're thinking in terms of just, you know, our, our problems. But God, when it says the heavens are higher than the earth, He is doing something so far above what we even think about. He's solving things that don't even happen. You don't even know about it because He's doing it in His way. He's not doing it in the way that we expect. And what I want to tell you today is don't be so sure about what God would do that you miss it when He does it. Don't be so sure about what God would do that you miss it when He does it. And we do this all the time. We feel like this when we have existing challenges that are not being solved, when we have problems that aren't being fixed. This is how we can miss sometimes what God is really wanting to do. Don't assume that God would never allow challenges in your life. Because if you assume that God would never give me this problem, 
you might just miss the reason why you have it. I'm not saying that God works problems into our lives. He's not here to punish us. He doesn't hate people, right? He loves people. That's why He sent His Son. But how many of us know we got 99 problems? Okay, so, so they're there. God, why aren't you solving it? Oh, because He's doing something that we don't expect. He's doing something that we don't quite see. And the reason why I would share this message is because I just feel after this year, it's probably appropriate. After 2021, it is pretty appropriate to talk about the fact that God is allowing some things because He's accomplishing something that we don't see. And if we don't start to try to at least understand Him or think like Him or, or, or say, God, here's a better question. Where are you in this rather than you're not here because my problem's still here? We could miss everything that God is wanting to do. And I got to tell you the truth, guys. Oftentimes we want things solved around us when God is trying to solve something in us. Because if you can solve something in you, you're going to carry that into your next season. I don't know how many people want the season that they're in to be over, but they haven't developed to the point where He can lead them into the next. How, I don't know if you've heard this before. I, don't, I, I feel like it's probably biblical. I tell you, it's not in the Bible, but with new levels come new devils. Have you ever heard that? So, so the, you know, the more that you start to do for the kingdom or the more influence you start to have, the increase of opposition, it comes against you. Why? Because the enemy doesn't want you to succeed. He doesn't want you to advance the kingdom. So what is God doing? Oh, he's just developing you so that you can move on to the thing that He's got for you next. And it's so important that we understand this. But I realize why we miss it. You know why? Because He moves in mysterious ways. Man, He's so mysterious. I don't understand what God is doing all of the time. I just don't. I just don't get it. I, I have questions just as you have questions. What I want to be is the kind of person that trusts while I've got the questions. I'm okay with it. I don't have to have the answers to be okay with what you're doing. I'll trust you before I have the answers. I'll praise in the heat of the battle. That's, that's the kind of life that I want to live. That's the kind of faith that I want to impart into my kids. God, uh, well, kids, we don't understand what God is doing, but we're just going to trust Him in the middle of all of this. That's the kind of faith that I, that I want to have, you know? You know, if I were God, oh, oh, if I were God, that would be good. If I were God and I was going to come to earth, it would be the greatest fanfare event that you've ever seen in your life. If I was God and I was coming to earth, I'll tell you one thing I wouldn't do. I wouldn't come as a baby. That'd be too vulnerable. You know, like if I was God and I was coming, right? It would, oh, it would be the greatest show. It really would. I would walk out. People would be there. Uh, I'd be wearing a white suit. Um, as I walk out, doves would fly out from behind me and people would cheer and I would say, I am here. And they would cheer more, you know, and like, you know, and, and, and I would do something special. I would do something spectacular. It would be so amazing that every single person would know that I had arrived, right? But that's just not how God does it. It's not how He did it. Why? Well, he doesn't do anything like how we think he's going to do it. He, he, he just doesn't do it. It's, it's not his way. Jesus, born into obscurity in a manger? Are you kidding me right now? That's how he's coming. And 
what happens? Like he, he flees to Egypt for two years, travels around, doesn't even start his ministry till he's 30, does that for three years and then dies. He doesn't do anything how we think he's going to do it. This is how first century religious people missed him. He just did it in a way that they didn't expect it. People have been trying to figure God out for a long time. A man named Elijah was trying to figure God out. God, where are you? Right? Well, he asked him and one day like, you know, these big great winds came, right? God, are you in the wind? Well, he wasn't in the wind. An earthquake came and it shook the mountain where he was. God, this has got to be you. You're in the earthquake. Oh no, he's not in the earthquake. And then there was fire. God, are you in the fire, right? Oh no, he wasn't there in the fire at that moment, right? And then after this spectacular show, it was the small, still, voice almost like a whisper and that's where it was we would expect him in the other stuff the grandiose things but he's in the he's in the whisper and since he's there and not here and here and not there we would do well instead of to just project onto God what we think he should do or where he should go or which prayers he should answer to have a better question in our hearts and say, God, what are you doing? And, and, and where are you in the middle of this? And I'm trying to get your counsel. Forget it. I, I, I give up giving you counsel. I'll take yours because you're not listening to me anyway. I'll take your counsel. I'll take your perspective. I'll listen to what you want to say to me. Too many people miss God because of the expectation that they have. They're expecting Him in one way and He's moving in another. Christmas or the gospel, that was unexpected. Totally unexpected. God was doing more than they thought and it was better than they knew. And they would have settled for far less had God have answered their cries, their prayers. He was doing something infinitely better than what they could even understand. It was better than they even knew. Listen to it. John 1, 1, in the beginning. I love those words. It's like it echoes the very beginning of the whole book, right? In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. I know it's confusing if you're new. I like to do this. I'm going to replace the word, word with Jesus. And then it's going to make a lot more sense. In the beginning with Jesus and Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. That makes more sense. Why didn't they write that? They're not taking my counsel. Verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. Jesus was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, all things were made through Jesus and without Jesus was not anything made that was made. And then in verse 14, and the Word, a.k.a. Jesus, became flesh. In other words, became human and He dwelt amongst us. That is remarkable. It wasn't what they expected, but it was better than they knew. No one expected that the infinite God would become an infant. No one expected that. No one thought that it would happen in this way. I wonder, what did you expect God to do this year that He didn't do? Do you have any of those things? You know, just before we finish out the year and we move into the next, 
Was there anything that's, I don't know, like maybe some residual stuff that you have in your life where you expected God to do one thing and instead he did another? I think sometimes we, we can bridge that gap with a lot of different emotions, but often it's met with disappointment. The only thing is, he's, he's often doing something that's better than we think. It's, it's, it's more than we can know. It's more than we can understand, right? What could you have missed about this year? Just before we close it out, everybody, what could you have missed about this year? Like everyone, we missed a point of Boxing Day and we're in it. It's happening today and we didn't know. None of you hardly knew, right? We didn't know what it was about. We've been doing this for years. Celebrating it wasn't about, ah, sales, test cricket. I don't know. We don't know. We're missing the point. And, and, and this is why it's so easy to happen to us. Because if we put on the lens of me and what's happening in my life, if I wear that lens, it has a way of causing me to focus on the wrong things. And we can put on that lens so easy. Happens all the time. Perhaps what was happening around you wasn't even about you. And that's the hardest one, yeah? Some of you are like, not even answering me, right? Come on. That's the hardest one, right? What's happening around you isn't even about you. You know why? Because you don't even know. You don't even know. You don't know what it's about. You may never even get perspective on it. You may not even understand that until you get there and you're like, what was all that about? He's like, I had nothing to do with you. You're kidding me. I thought it was all about me. No, it wasn't about you. Gosh, why are you always about you, you, you? Just relax for just a moment. I was doing something in the lives of other people. You were just a pawn in the plan. And sometimes we've got to be okay with that. God, I sacrificed. Yeah, I give my life to you. Wait, let me crawl off the altar. I don't like this. <laughs> Living sacrifices still stay on the altar. God, I'll trust you when I don't get you. I'll trust you when I've got no perspective on my circumstance. I don't know why that happened in October. May was a total disaster. Last week, one person in our family got COVID. I missed the Christmas service. God, there is a lot of stuff. <laughs> okay. Why did I miss it? I'll tell you why I missed it. Because Matt pe preached a better message than I was going to preach. And you got to be blessed. I don't know why things happen. I don't understand it. But I think it's so important that as we move into the next season, we at least grow and learn something from the one that we're in. We've got to wrap our heads around it. Oftentimes God is doing more than you think. It's better than you know. I think about, you know, I think about those first century religious people that missed what God was doing. They just totally missed it. And you know what's fascinating to me? Is that the shepherds, right, that were actually considered to be unclean, like ceremonially unclean, right? The unclean shepherds that were in a field somewhere, they got it. They got it. Wise men that had nothing to do with Judaism, right? And, 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 but had read 
some of the scriptures and understood some things, they got it. And all the Pharisaical people, the religious leaders of the day, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, all of the seas couldn't see a thing. They couldn't see a thing. But what, some shepherds in a field got it? Are you joking? Are you kidding me? Some wise men from the east? Are you kidding me? They got it. How did they get it? Well, here's my theory. They were uneducated enough not to predict what they thought God was going to do. So they were open to what He did when He did it. I wonder how many times God speaks to us and we say, no, nah, you wouldn't do that. He's like, you want to bet? No, that doesn't sound like you. What do you know? You know, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. I'm not taking your counsel today. You'd do better to take mine. At least they had some signs. They had signs though, right? And what were their signs? All right, well, this was spectacular. Angels lighting up the sky. That is spectacular. That's beautiful. That's amazing, right? So yeah, I guess the shepherds in the field are not going to miss, you know, like 100,000 angels just filling the sky singing glory to God. They're not going to miss that. If they did, they deserve to miss it, okay? <laughs> who's going to, who, seriously, who's going to miss that? Yeah. And the wise men, well, they had, a, they had a star and they followed that and eventually found Jesus. And so they had signs and that helped them to map out their journey. And I feel like for a lot of people this year, we're like, God, just give me a sign. Give me, a, like, give me something. Give me a sign so that I can see, like, what's, what, what is happening right now? Where, where are you in the middle of this? And I thought, you know, if you were looking for a sign to know that God is with you in all of your challenges and your season here it is i'm going to give it to you so you can't miss it either he said i will never leave you or forsake you signed god i i'll never leave you i'll, I'll never forsake you you want to sign that's it they're like trying to figure out angels and stars and following things at night right we have the Word of God that's written for us. We just have to read it. I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And so for me, well, there's probably a few unanswered things happened this year, sure. But I'm not going into next season with questions over God, not about His character. I'm, I'm not thinking about any of that stuff. That's been settled for me. I mean, honestly, guys, that was probably settled at the cross. Like if I ever have to, uh, God, how do you feel about me? The cross, the gospel. Christmas. He came for God so loved the world that he gave his only son and whoever believes in him won't perish but have eternal life. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. You know what? I have unanswered questions about this year and I'm just like you in the sense that I'm believing and hoping that next year is going to be amazing and there's going to be no lockdowns and there's going to be none, none of that stuff, right? But you know what, guys? Honestly, honestly, I have a sneaking suspicion that I'm going to be met with just a little bit of mystery next year. And, 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 and questions that were unanswered this year will probably still find me in next year. But you know why I'm not worried? I'll tell you why. Because I have faith in future grace. 
I have faith in future grace. God will meet me tomorrow. He's walked with me every single day. He's walked with you too. He said He'd never leave you. He'd never forsake you. So maybe some questions are unanswered, but I can promise you one thing. He walked with you every day. He knew every challenge. He knows what's in your heart right now. He knows about the concerns. He knows about the worries. He knows about all of these things, right? My, my peace that surpasses understanding doesn't come from the security of knowing that my circumstances will be perfect, but from a completely other kind of mentality. I have faith in future grace. I believe that God is with me right now. I believe He'll be with me tomorrow. And I believe that in my future, I will face at some point unprecedented challenges, maybe something bigger than I've ever faced in my whole life. But you know why I'm okay about that? Because I have faith in future grace. He has all the grace that I need and He will meet me in that moment with what I need when I need it most. And if I don't have it, I don't need it. But if I've got it, I guess I needed it. I'm just gonna trust Him until I can figure it out. And even if I can't, I still trust Him. I have faith in future grace. I think it's important before we move into the next season to settle this one. So why don't you, with me, just totally be at ease this Christmas. This Christmas season, I don't know what's happening next week. I don't know what's happening next month, right? But I know that God will meet me with what I need when I need it most. Amen. 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 Hey, thanks for listening to the Bright Weekly Podcast. We hope you're encouraged today and we'd love to see you at one of our services. So to connect further with us, head over to brightchurch.com.